It's Monday. It's August 2nd. And the word of the day is spangu, which means to throw violently into the air, especially to throw a frog from the end of a stick. Wait, what? Used in a sentence. <laughs> this is a real word. Apparently, some serial killers were hanging out as kids and throwing <laughs> frogs violently from the, I guess, middle of sticks. So they decided to coin spangu to make the conversation easier. Just sing in front of the talent agent, and this would never have been an issue, Michigan. <laughs> pretty, pretty sweet hack of Frogger, though. I'm No Illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright, and broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, not enough people get my Michigan J Frog joke, and that makes me sad. We'll record early in case my state drowns in its own stupidity before our normal day. And we learn about the dumbest part of the dumbest wall in American <laughs> I love history. That story. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, you want to talk about any arguments? Maybe you've been running in your head for a while about neighbors setting off fireworks at a very reasonable hour on the 4th of July? How or... dare you? Well, now, to be fair, Heath, there might have been consequences that there weren't. We <laughs> live in a society. Okay. Right. So you don't want to talk about it? To be clear, still don't set off fucking fireworks in neighborhoods. That's an asshole thing to do. In our lead story tonight... Despite the best efforts of the GOP, Congress is looking into that whole attempted insurrection thing that happened back in January. The House of Representatives followed up on the stonewalling tactics of Republican senators by establishing a select committee that was originally slated to have 13 members, eight appointed by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, five by her Republican counterpart Kevin McCarthy. And as predicted on this very show, McCarthy chose to appoint a bunch of bullshit-ass accomplices like Jim Jordan and Jim Banks of Indiana, both of whom have made repeated public statements in support of the insurrection and at least one of whom might be called as a material witness at some point. Wow. <laughs> That's like appointing Jeff Sessions to be in charge of the justice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except Jordan and Banks would never recuse themselves well, right, for anything yeah. on that committee. Right. It's less ethical than putting Jeff Sessions in charge of the Justice Department. Yep. Your huh. Honor, I call the defendant to the bench. He's the judge now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It's like appointing uh, Michael Flynn, your national security advisor. Yeah. There's so many examples you could have gone with, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, no, of course, the whole reason McCarthy appointed those asshats in the first place is so that Pelosi could refuse to seat them, and then he could cry about how that was unprecedented. And. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like having <laughs> fucking members of Congress unable to sit on a committee because it's investigating the treason they inspired <laughs> is unprecedented. Sure is. Not quite the dunk on House Democrats that McCarthy <laughs> thinks it is, though. But regardless, once Pelosi refused to seat two of his five nominees, he withdrew the other three, took his ball, and went home. And, and he, I guess he was kind of hoping that he would then be able to dismiss the committee's findings as having no Republican participation, but... Even that effort to punch himself with Nancy's fist failed since Liz Cheney already agreed to serve on the committee. And after all those shenanigans, Illinois' Adam Kinzinger, the, the only other House Republican who voted in favor of even forming the fucking committee, lobbied to be included. Yeah, you know, Knives Out would have been way less interesting if they refused to figure out who the murderer was. So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
So after all this partisan wrangling and Republican obfuscation, the committee finally held its first hearing on Tuesday. McCarthy preempted it with a press conference that was intended to run for five and a half hours, including nothing but la, 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 can't hear you. Uh, But upon learning people would start to leave, he chose the no less ridiculous tack of blaming the Capitol riots on Nancy Pelosi. Okay. Baffling. Follow me here. She didn't do enough to prevent the violent Republican mob. Sure. Wow. Stop resisting, but he got it wrong. He didn't even do that right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so this is doubly ridiculous since the Speaker of the House isn't in charge of building security. But even if she was, like his argument is literally you're as guilty as I am because you didn't stop me. Right, Yikes. so it's not like factual accuracy would have made it any more convincing. Yeah, this is your fault for not stopping me better. Fuck, am I doing the honor code from Liberty University again? <laughs> I keep slipping. Oh, God, up. right? I just love that he was like, shit, all right, they're about to do hearings on the time we literally tried to overthrow the government. I need to get out there and stall for six hours. Who's drinking tonight? Who's <laughs> yeah. fucking tonight? <laughs> Who's fucking their, their drinks? I just, I don't have... Six hours of shit. Now, we didn't get much in the way of new information out of the first day of hearings, but I don't think new information was the point here. Given the Republican attacks on the very existence of the committee, day one was mostly focused on justifying the investigation's existence, which is remarkably easy to do because a fucking bunch of Duck Dynasty extras tried to literally overthrow the government with flagpoles and risk control, and we have it on video. So what they did, and I thought this was the right way to do it, is they invited four of the more than 140 cops that were injured in the riot to testify. And holy shit, does the whole it isn't worth a congressional investigation argument wither damn quick when you listen to a cop talk about being beaten with bike racks and sprayed with mason shit. Uh, especially for the co- uh, fucking party of copophiliacs that Republicans present themselves as. Yeah, that was a really as. good play. Yeah, really more, than, play. more like slowly back away from the blue, am I right? <laughs> You're right, yeah. Now, as far as good. Th- yeah. Thank you. <laughs> now, as far as the committee's next move goes, we're not entirely sure what they're going to do. And, and some of this isn't because we're recording this episode three days earlier than normal. Uh, committee chair Benny Thompson has made it clear that nothing is off the table. And there's a lot of talk about them possibly subpoenaing people who were around Trump while the riot was ongoing and have them testify like uh, as to how what his mood was like, what he was saying. And of course, that could at least theoretically, include a subpoena for Trump himself. And and by the way, after years of watching congressional subpoenas involving Trump's malfeasance get ignored without consequence, I should remind everybody that the Democrats are in control of the Justice Department now, too. Yeah. Merrick Garland? (laughs) And if the thought of Trump being subpoenaed by a democratically controlled House panel with Liz Cheney on it isn't enough to make you hard, it might be that you don't have a penis. Many of our listeners don't. But it also might be because you need to hear a word from our first sponsor this week, Blue Chew. Lulu, Lulu, doing Heath stuff. Heath stuff is my favorite stuff. Uh, Hey, Heath. Uh, You got a second? Yeah, what up? I, I couldn't help but notice that you're not wearing any pants or underwear in the house today. Uh, no, yeah, I am not wearing those things. Uh, just freeballing it, if you will. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, you also have a line of fishing wire around your penis mm-hmm. and also around your neck, yep. suspending your penis in what I, it. I guess I would call a sort of puppet erection, if you will. Yes, yes, I do. That's what I'm doing. Oh, you don't know what I'm going to ask. Why? Why are you doing that to us? Uh, it's, okay. Um, muscle memory, mostly. Muscle memory. Muscle memory, yeah. 
So I've been dealing with a little bit of rectal dysfunction, and I figure if I just get little Heath in the position, just kind of get used to it, muscle memory might just do the trick. Okay, Heath, but if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, why don't you try Blue Chew? Oh, what's Blue Chew? Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Hmm. Why would you need that as a chewable tablet? Actually, Heath, about 70% of Americans report having trouble swallowing pills. And for many, that means skipping out on medication they really need. Blue Chew solves that. The process is simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Wow, that sounds good. So where do I sign up? Well, if you could benefit from some extra confidence in the bedroom, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code SKEPTOCRAT at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code SKEPTOCRAT to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. All right, I'm in. I guess I should untie a little Heath. Wait, 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 wait. You're not going to do the Uh lonely goat heart first? Oh, yeah. No, good thinking. Good thinking. Definitely going to do that first. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There it is. There he is. <laughs> Classic. Funny. Sound of music. And we're back. Next up in headlines in not-so-mask news. Guess who's masking the house? That's right, baby. Your stupid cousin who gets all her political opinions from TikTok is so fucking dangerous that the Centers for Disease Control has had to reverse their mask guidance in light of the rapid spread of the Delta variant. Your cousin is so fucking stupid, she changed the course of history, my friends. She is more powerful than not one, but three miraculous vaccines invented in world record time. She has become death destroyer of worlds (laughs) yeah and if you mentioned oppenheimer or the bhagavad gita she'd respond with slur words yeah that's what would happen the second one probably about muslim people (laughs) Mm -hmm, for sure because that sounds muslim to her yeah okay unpopular opinion here but glad to see masks coming back i was already sick everybody's fucking faces yep fair fair (laughs) so last tuesday the cdc rolled out the new guidance for the vaccinated which includes the following quote To maximize protection from the Delta variant and prevent possibly spreading it to others, wear a mask indoors in public if you are in an area of substantial or high transmission, end quote. And then then they added a little checker link so you can see that unless you live in the middle of fuck all, and and sometimes still if you do, that you do in fact live in an area of substantial or high transmission. So that's fun. You got to click a little button. Okay, so are you on this uh, globe-shaped area here? <laughs> Wear a fucking mask. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't works. know why we had this. Now, it's worth pointing out why the CDC has made this recommendation. No, it's not because the vaccines don't work or we all should have been wearing masks this entire time and forever, forever and ever. It's because... There's emerging data that suggests the amount of virus someone infected with Delta carries could be up to a thousand times higher. And we don't know that that's not true of vaccinated people with breakthrough infections yet. What we do know is that breakthrough infections are rare and the cases they cause are mild for the most part. But putting masks back on until we do know that very important information is the smart move. 
I mean, but still, boo nerds, I have a beard, you know, yeah, I can get it. Yeah, I get but it. I'm sick of every fucking face. Now, and, and look, I'm already seeing plenty of the make up your mind CDC type feedback, like from my less scientifically informed friends and family. And I'm sure our listeners are too. So like, maybe it's worth reminding them when you do see that, that viruses evolve quickly. So our fucking behavior better be able to follow suit. Yeah, you don't yeah. want a CDC that sticks to their guns. Yeah, right, that stays the You know what science course. does? It doesn't stick to guns. <laughs> no, no, we'd have to draft a whole new press release with those little cartoons <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah, you would. Kill another half million people. So, at this point, if you've been following our show for a while, you're probably thinking to yourself, damn it, Eli, literally everything you report on this show, the opposite comes true. COVID, Bitcoin, Tesla, Trump getting elected, COVID okay, again. Don't try to do a sports thing. Nothing right now. but uh, backboard, as they say thing. in baseball. Nope. Which is why I would like to announce that I, Eli Bosnick, personally guarantee you that nobody is going to PayPal me one million American dollars this week. Not a single person, not a group of people together. Nobody, not one, is going to send me one million dollars on PayPal to elibosnick at gmail.com. No one's going to do that. Also, Unrelated Heath's penis firmly attached to his body. Never has, never will okay. get caught in a car door. Just throwing <laughs> it out there. So you buying or selling Bitcoin right now? <laughs> I don't know where to it seems scary whenever I go. I just feel... pick one. It's there's two options really. Okay, I'll buy one. You're buying Bitcoin. Dogecoin. Interesting. Doge to the moon. And in good wall hunting news. Fantastic. Some asshole in Texas built a piece of the border wall with his own money, and now he's hoping the U.S. government is going to buy it from him. And uh, that's not going to happen because that's dumb. Yep. I'm guessing he <laughs> sent a bill to Mexico too, but he hasn't heard back yet. <laughs> so the asshole is Tommy Fisher, and he spent $30 million of his own money making a three-mile section of the wall next to the Rio Grande. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how long that river is, but uh, hopefully that'll cover it. Uh, something like three miles. Ideally. <laughs> when asked how effective the wall is, most immigrants said, yeah, we went around. We went around. <laughs> Either way, Fisher is very proud of the project and says it's going to be remembered like the Hoover Dam. Really? Uh, way more expensive and racist than you'd assume a big cement thing could be? <laughs> so, so, well, it, no, it'll be remembered like the Hoover Dam would be if it was only like 0.15% as wide as the part of the river it was damming, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a little background on Tommy Fisher. First of all, he, he's a grown-up named Tommy. Well, there's yep. that. And yeah. that's vital. He, yeah, he owns a construction company that got over two billion with a B dollars in government contracts from the wow. Trump administration cool. for doing wall stuff along tight. other parts of the border. Tight, but tight, tight. he's not getting a bunch of that money for two reasons. First of all, he built a bunch of it wrong. So uh <laughs> it's a wall. I'm not an engineer, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the specs on a wall are pretty straightforward. For example, you know, height. Height, and yeah. He yeah. literally got that wrong. I'm going to repeat yeah. this. The professional builder of walls got the height wrong of the <laughs> wall he was supposed to build. So a bunch of this guy's wall wasn't even good enough for the Trump administration. But more importantly, reason two, Biden shut down 
the wall thing. Right. So, yep. Yeah. Fucking obvious. Okay. So he can't do height. He built three mile wall to block off two thousand miles of border. Uh, so he's not great with width either. This dude better kill at depth, right? Oh, it's so it's girthy. <laughs> it's a girthy three miles of wall. Let me tell you. He actually made a huge deal about the girth of the cement padding under his wall. Which there you go. So That's dumb. our boy. <laughs> Bunch of it's already fallen down because of erosion. It's the best. Okay, so another contract for Fisher came from a private group called We Build the Wall. It's a short meeting for the title for yeah. that group. <laughs> and they were crowdsourcing the money, including $6.9 million for million. Fisher's company to build a section in New Mexico and oh. another $1.5 million for the three-mile stretch in Texas. <sighs> uh, so... Turns out Fisher is not great at math. That 1.5 million was enough to pay for about 792 feet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Still had about 15,000 more to go, plus yeah, a little bit. But tough. that ended up being a pretty minor problem in the grand scheme. Soon after he started working in Texas, the founders of We Build the Wall, including, you might remember, Stephen Bannon, got arrested and indicted for defrauding donors of about $25 million for their Aww. dumb project. So the the letter of intent to send Fisher more money probably wasn't going to matter at that yep. point. But yep. Fisher decided to keep building it anyway, and now he's finally done with the full three miles. During an interview with a reporter from Bloomberg last week, Fisher said, if I only did like 1,000 or 2,000 feet, everyone's going to make fun. No one can really make fun of this. Oh, <laughs> my sweet summer child. <laughs> Buddy, you could have built the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, just for context, here's a few fun facts about Trump's border wall in general. Hit me. Just a little review here. By the end of his four years, the border wall cost the American taxpayer about $15 billion. Jesus Christ. When Trump entered office, the border with Mexico had about... 1,300 miles that wasn't fenced off at all. And that 15 billion was intended to cover about 738 miles. Well, we did a review of the project earlier this year, and the final score was 47. Wow. Miles. In <laughs> For four years, Jesus he built 47 Christ. miles of new barriers where none had previously existed. And it wasn't even a good 47. No, no it's not. Trump called it virtually impenetrable. No. But we found recently that smugglers were able to very easily cut through it with stuff they rented at, like, Home Depot. <laughs> also, the dirt roads they made for construction vehicles to access the wall to build it ended up being extremely convenient access roads for people crossing into the United yeah, States. Yeah, they go right to the cities. <laughs> right, plus significantly more than none of it fell down when it rained. <laughs> that uh. is awesome. <laughs> sugar was so inexpensive. Why? <laughs> Why sugar bricks? All right, on that note, I think we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Hey, podcast listener, you know, I've talked pretty openly on this and our other shows about my struggles with mental illness, but one of the parts that I don't get to share often enough is how grateful I am for therapy. Therapy has helped me through depressive episodes, anxiety, and even just times in my life when I felt lost or hopeless. And now, there's better help. Oh, what's better help? Really, Heath, just for the point? 
No, I'm I'm here for the therapy stuff too. Okay. Well, Heath, better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional counseling done securely online. So you can get real mental health care through the internet instead of just like reading tweets that are screen caps of Tumblr and That's right. Finding it that you way. can and you should. Plus there's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas. So if you need a therapist who's LGBTQ friendly, trans affirming or secular, BetterHelp can help you find that. I don't know. Usually I like to play catch the knife before I hire anyone for I anything. I know. I know. That's why we don't have a dentist anymore. But yeah. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Okay, even if I throw a knife at them? Probably not if you throw a knife at them as a test. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you could use some help with your brain stuff, visit betterhelp.com slash skeptocrat. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Skeptocrat listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash skeptocrat. All right. That sounds like good stuff. What's good stuff? No, no, that doesn't count. Absolutely Doesn't not. it, though? I'm calling Andrew right now. Don't. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Delta, 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 can I help you, help you, help you news? A data <laughs> analytics company called Sergo Ventures was tasked with determining the 20 counties in the U.S. that are in the most dangerous of adverse socioeconomic consequences from the Delta variant. And only three of those 20 border the county that I live in. And only three more are within 50 miles from me. How, and the- how adverse could the socioeconomy get around there? You, yeah, right. <laughs> So, but the absolute worst county on their list, Charlton County, Georgia, uh, with its staggeringly high 62 new cases per day per 100,000 residents and criminally low 14.5% vaccination rate. There it is. Literally looks on a map like it's fucking my county in the ass. Like, honestly, I don't think these numbers have to get much worse before my travel status shifts from vacation or to refugee. Oh, hey, I checked at the Airbnb. It does have a cage. Nice. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention to what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) There's a cage, though. Noah, if this headline is your way of asking if you can stay in New Jersey forever, my answer is yes! I don't have to ask you. (laughs) Legal is weed? So uh, of the 20 counties that made their list, Georgia led the nation with seven more than a third. Uh, Missouri was second with five counties on the list. Florida had three and Texas had two, though Texas County, Missouri made the list. I'm pretty sure that's a half point for Texas. (laughs) And of course, the number of counties on the list in states with Democratic governors is... Drum roll? Zero. Yep. (laughs) Also the same number in counties with Democratic congressional representatives because it takes a competitive level of stupid to still be lingering in the teens and 20s when it comes to vaccination rates and that kind of stupid can only grow where it's cultivated okay we missed an opportunity we should have had a rule that said congress people cannot get a shot until half your state gets a fucking oh, shot nice. oh nice and then you can get a second shot when we get up to like herd immunity number <laughs> right yeah oh. Mitch McConnell would have been hunting his constituents with Johnson and Johnson guns like <laughs> fucking blade <laughs> right Just- exactly <laughs> Now, there are some glimmers of hope, though. It it, it looks like people are increasingly running out of patience with the so-called vaccine hesitant. 
Uh, and the calls for the fucking obsequious coddling approach are getting more sparse. California, Running out of patience is a really nice way of saying my emotions about that. <laughs> well, they, with, with the people who had patience for it to begin with, yeah. Uh, California and New York City, for example, announced on Monday that they would require vaccinations amongst all government workers. And on the same day, the Veterans Affairs Department became the first federal agency to issue a vaccine requirement. Uh, the following day, Biden announced an escalation of federal requirements across the board. And while it stops short of an all-out mandate, it effectively requires it by subjecting unvaccinated federal employees to repeated testing mandates. <laughs> and part of that New York City government workers, by the way, is the NYPD, whose yep. vaccination rate is hovering around the mid 40 percent right Jesus now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they're all going to have to get the shot. They're so fucking mad. It's delicious. <laughs> it's so numb. They, their union rep is like, we demand our own testing centers. And de Blasio is like, nope, go get it at City MD, motherfuckers. Nice. Nobody should get shot when they least expected and don't want it shit okay i heard it i'm a police officer so it's worth pointing out that there's at least a possibility that these vaccine mandates or near mandates could be rendered impotent by the courts uh, we've already seen republican lawmakers practicing their vaccine mandates violate by religious freedom speeches in the mirror for months now and there's little doubt that we're going to get exactly that argument from the republican party's lunatic fringe and yes a lunatic fringe can have a lunatic fringe we've been seeing that for years now <laughs> the but, fringe fringe can have a fucking fringe well, we're, yeah, we're testing these, exactly this fractal of lunatic here in the u.s marjorie taylor green is who we're talking about now um <laughs> but we uh, we have at least some reason to be hopeful on this front. Over the last month, federal judges in both Texas and Indiana have upheld vaccine mandates, uh, the former in a lawsuit from staffers at a Houston area hospital, the latter in a challenge to Indiana University's vaccination requirements. So obviously we'll keep a close eye on this, but there's at least reason to believe that the rules against intentional negligent plague exacerbation might not be banned by the courts. Holy fuck, are we doomed? Jesus. And in Got Her Goat News, me and Simone Biles did equal amount of good at the Olympics no, this don't, week. Don't do. Because she's big old quitter. Team America, call me. I have a winning spirit, can-do attitude, and I never uh, give up. Okay, uh, I once saw you quit eating a marshmallow. Okay, it was super chewy. You're super you, you all weren't there. It was this very is chewy. satire that's happening at the beginning of this story. I'm buddy. about to ameliorate. If people okay. can't handle eight <laughs> seconds of bit, they don't deserve the amelioration, <laughs> Ethan, right? They don't deserve it. So I actually want to talk about this because all jokes aside, what she did is actually pretty incredible and in a good way. See, the last time the goat was in the Olympics in 2016, she took home four gold medals. Goat is greatest of all time in case anybody doesn't know what's happening right now. Yeah. Just want to that, be clear. <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, if anyone was like, he called that lady goat yeah, for I Rachel. Just, I, Again, they Simone don't Biles deserve. Simone Biles is awesome. I, if we they need don't to... know, <laughs> they don't deserve. And in the years since, she's only gotten better at outdoing the greatest gymnast in the world herself. She's so good that there is a major and concerted effort in the world of gymnastics to get her removed from competitions because, and I mean this seriously, if other people attempt what she does, they could fucking die. Right. Well, and, and, and we, we're talking about professional gymnasts here, not Eli's ill-advised stint on the uneven bars, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and oh, God, Patreon goal, guys. We'll, get it, we'll, we'll give him a floor routine. He'll do a vault. I've He'll already talked smack. Bars. I'll do it. We'll, there's a... A gymnasium What's right the near other me. One? 
I'll attempt her whole floor oh, the routine. Fucking, yeah, the fucking balance beam is the other one. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'll get hurt real bad. <laughs> That's a low Patreon go, people. We can make it happen. <laughs> Uber Eats, I know you're listening. You lying Simone Biles, come huh? on. I'll tell you this. I use your services way more than that bitch does. I promise you this. <laughs> but look, here's the important thing. This week in an empty stadium after more than a year of waiting, she realized she was nervous. She turned short, as gymnasts call it. She wasn't focused. She failed to stick a landing. And she stopped. She stopped because she realized that if she had tried to muscle her way through or fake it or tough it out, she'd hurt herself. And that is fucking awesome. And I genuinely hope some of us learn to take a page out of that book. Because, look, I also hate those fucking Facebook posts and Instagram memes about, like, self-care about as much as the next person. Yeah, fuck self. Yes, thank you. Humanity will never (laughs) cease to amaze me in how many syllables it will dedicate to its laziness and lack of ambition. But there is a different side to that as well. The side that tries to come back to work, let's say, I don't know, one week after all their teeth got ripped out of their head. I I was back to week. Two weeks after their dad dies or... Actually, I was trying to use myself as an example, but I always take a vacation when I want one. But two beats is good. So the thing is, knowing your limits is important, right? The goat went into the locker room and she had a panic attack or whatever she needed to do. And then she came out and she cheered for her teammates and Team USA took the silver. Yeah, my favorite failed hot take was Matt Walsh from the fucking Daily Wire oh, podcast. So delicious. So many he judgy tweeted, white guys not doing a bit. Such an asshole. He <laughs> tweeted that this would be like Michael Jordan quitting basketball during the NBA Finals. Game seven. <laughs> and then the entire internet who knew anything about basketball explained how Michael Jordan very literally quit yep. basketball during his prime for mental health reasons. Yep. And then he came back to win three NBA championships in a row again. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually, Walsh tried to argue back, and he was like, no, but Jordan quit in the offseason. <laughs> I said, like, <laughs> game seven of the NBA. But if Jordan had missed all his shots in the first half of game seven of the NBA Finals, he should have taken himself out if that yep. was what the situation was. If he was. had tried to catch air and just slammed into the gymnasium <laughs> floor, we wouldn't have been like, good effort, Mike. There <laughs> you go, buddy. <laughs> and look. Me, Heath, and Noah, and I'm sure some of the people listening to this grew up watching, you know, Greg Louganis fucking pedal around with his head split open like a summer watermelon and Carrie Strug fucking stick it and smile. Oh, come on. You got to be inspired oh, by Carrie Strug. My wife and I it's met a, that day. It's not a good story. It is a yes, bad it is. story. It's awesome. She kicked it. <laughs> and did they win the gold instead of silver? Yes, they did. <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. Look. The point is... It's about winning. That's it's not about winning. That <laughs> was not bit, a good lesson a that Kerry Strug taught Heath and that he's unwilling to let go of. And maybe there is a young gymnast or just human being out there who will hear about this and see this and put themselves first as a result. And for those of us who didn't get that lesson, hey, I hear we give a lovely light, folks. So, you know, everybody wins. Okay, Simone Biles is awesome to be clear. Like, whatever <laughs> just happened, that's that's the message of that story. There was some jokiness in there. Just want to be clear about it. And finally tonight, in all Barry's Matter news. Fantastic. <laughs> MAGA-branded Freedom Phone is finally here. <laughs> and that is really the name of the product. The Freedom Phone. Or as I like to call it, the Clandroid. <laughs> oh, Conservative so America. So good. <laughs> is panicking now that some of the big corporations are people who hate them. They're people 
according to their thing, but they also hate conservative America. So they're freaking out. And there's a big demand now among true American patriots, TM, for new devices that let them avoid all the digital spying. And apparently the Clandroid Freedom Phone is the answer. No, it's not. It's a terrible, <laughs> terrible fucking phone that accomplishes none of that. Yeah. It's it's the racist version of the little toy cell phone I bought from my baby at the dollar store. <laughs> That's right, buddy. You are off the grid. <laughs> yeah, to be clear, when corporate America saw the Trump voter, it's not that they realized there was a market for conservative-friendly products. It's that they realized there was a market of people willing to buy that Trump was a Christian who accomplished things, right? <laughs> yep. yep. These are stupid people, as evidenced by so many things, including this phone. So... The Clandroid is the brainchild of a 22-year-old crypto millionaire named Eric Finman. Not a great start. Nope. He, yeah, uh, I was going to say. Oh, he literally has a neck beard in his promotional photo for this. <laughs> he did that on purpose. He was like, my neck beard's looking great today. Snap me. <laughs> and for only $499, you can have the perfect phone for a libertarian neo-Nazi spy. <laughs> Assuming you know... Absolutely nothing about how anything works. Yeah. So it's, I guess, yeah, perfect for a libertarian neo-Nazi. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, actually. Freedom Phone claims to protect your privacy from the data collection of iOS and Android by running on Freedom OS. <laughs> Fun fact, Freedom OS is just a modified version of Android. Somebody checked on that. And by modified, I mean it has... Freedom in the name. Yep, that is. <laughs> Come on. It's pretty much the same. And it also comes with an app store that's, quote, uncensorable. What? It's called the Patri app. Yeah. And they allow every single piece of software created by anyone ever, you know, <laughs> oh <God>. for safety. <laughs> Oh, just a Russian <laughs> hacker and a Chinese hacker in a chat room somewhere. I don't know, man. It just it's just not fun anymore. Yeah, it's right. so easy. <laughs> God, no, it's it's like mask, guys. You you ha you gotta give your phone an opportunity to build up its immune system, coddling it by removing the malicious software in advance. That's like the participation trophy of cybersecurity, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so according to Finman, quote, this is the first major pushback on the big tech companies that attacked us for just thinking different. Apple slogan, fuck. And <laughs> here's what they tell you about, that was really what he said, except for the really? fuck part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and here's what they tell you about the specs of the Clandroid on their website. And we're done. They tell you nothing. <laughs> oh, Jesus they do Christ. mention that Freedom OS is the first mass market mobile phone operating system that's based on free speech, what? which I, it might actually be true because that is nonsense and operating systems don't generally exhibit constitutional preferences like yeah, that. Yeah, this is the first toaster that believes in the Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'd love an OS based on the Fourth Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> so regardless of how Freedom OS set up the EQ sliders for the Bill of Rights in terms of priority. <laughs> Cybersecurity professionals are pretty much all of them saying, absolutely do not buy this. No! Oh my God, please don't buy it. First of all, they have a CPU that's popular in North Korea because of how easily a government operative can get around any user-enabled security. And apparently the phone itself 
is just a cheap Android called the A9 Pro, but customized with the word fucking freedom on the side. <laughs> just for the record, the A9 Pro sells for about $120, not yep. 499 Jeez, And the A9 Pro is made by Umidigi, a Chinese company. So <laughs> the freedom phone that's supposed to be all about privacy and security for Republicans is literally made in China. Right. With the CPU whose backend password is all hail the glorious leader Kim Jong-un. <laughs> sounds about right for the ma MAGA crowd. It sounds yeah. about right. No, it couldn't be more Trumpian unless the keyboard was set to Cyrillic in the defaults. <laughs> <laughs> all the passwords are MAGA1234 exclamation. MAGA2020. Unchangeable. Idiot. So... Not surprisingly, the Freedom Phone comes preloaded with a bunch of Republican ersatz social media apps like Rumble and Parler <laughs> that already got hacked so many times. So many. So many. And so many. I'm assuming all these people are also signed up for Getter, the new Twitter knockoff that lets you yell ethnic slurs in all caps like the Founding Fathers intended. <laughs> Getter launched in July, too, by the way, right next to the Freedom Phone. And they immediately got hacked mm -hmm. right the fuck yep. away and they got immediately exposed for being financed by an exiled chinese billionaire who runs a media network with stephen bannon oh, so it's full yeah. circle a bunch of QAnon people freaked out because that obviously means that getter is a deep state psyop but you know it's also big at twitter so they got all confused and had an evil robot malfunction of contradictions. And now they're just terrified and don't know what to do. I'm so happy about this. Where do I post about the evil of Gitter and Parler? I need a third <laughs> app made by China exploiting my racism stat. Yeah, right. Here, I'll, hold my, I'll announce my credit card number out loud until I have it. <laughs> and here's my favorite part about this whole thing. Conservatives are worried that the government is spying on them. So now they're all congregating at like, please don't spy on us dot com and using the preferred phones of the North Korean government. Right. Yep. That is their solution. Uh, yeah. To go to medicinalbleach.com. How are they even still here? Yeah. <laughs> Not for long. Why are they still Republicans? Yeah. Delta. And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like all the generous new donors who will have their genitals complimented next time around. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slonick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. And 
now to sit back and relax. Obviously, you guys don't need me for the having trouble getting an erection ad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who would? I would not have anything to say. I feel like you could help. On the subject. <laughs> Got skills. Juggling. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a useful one. It's more. I guess it's as equally useful as people would think. Try to take your cheese, though. You will try to take your cheese. You wrote my name on it, right? I did. I wrote your name on it. That's real. I wrote not for Andrew. Yep. I'm just going to take, I'm going to pull the not for off of it, though, before, because I'm going to be there before Heath is going to be there. I need, Eli, I need you to write my name across a tape. Nothing. Nope, that doesn't sound. (laughs) Don't worry. I got a hotel safe. I've already installed it in a secret location. I had to break into the Airbnb, which was admittedly weird. Yeah, and yeah. the guy was like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm installing later cheese. Just fucking relax. Yeah, I pressed my finger very hard to his lips. There was a moment's <laughs> pause. How'd that go? I said, Bob Odenkirk had a heart attack, but it seems like he's okay. Is that real? Yeah. 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 Is he okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It seems like it. I got to say, Eli, just that just killed the bit. I mean, <laughs> introducing <laughs> introducing uh, Bob Odenkirk's heart attack, not the comedy gold that I think we both thought I it was going to be. Bob Odenkirk. I think it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, no, he's Mr. Awesome. Show was so fucking good so ahead of its time. Good. The audition yeah. is so fucking good. Pre-tape call-in show just wins Pre-tape forever. call-in show is fantastic. Now, have, have you guys seen Nobody yet? No. Yes. He's t- he's t- it's a serious role, right? He kicks, he, he not, I mean, it's serious in the way that John Wick is a serious role, but. Okay, but it, so it's not a comedic role. But it's, a, it's an action role, yes, absolutely. And he kills in it. He's just like average schlubby dad. Who yeah, like right. Kicks ass yeah, action, perfect right? as average schlubby dad. And that's what, you know, it's an average schlubby dad fantasy, the whole movie is. And he's perfect in it. Oh, he should star in Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> the thing they do really smart, because there's been a bunch of movies, History of Violence did it the best, where it's like, normal guy was actually a killer in a past life. And the problem that they always make with those movies, it's not really a problem, it's just it's a difficulty, is that they're always like a ninja. Like they've just, I guess they've been practicing their ninja shit in between Little League games. And Odenkirk's character is definitely not a fucking ninja. Like, no, he's, he's the guy, right? Like, well, no, he. Well, I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but like, but he kicks ass in a very out of practice kind of way. Yeah, <laughs> I like that, Rusty Ninja. Dude, yeah. the bus scene. It, that's the bus a phenomenal scene. fucking scene. It's it set so stakes funny. for the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great... I, I really enjoyed the shit out of that movie. I yeah, liked it so it much that I rented it twice. The The trailer really set up the bus scene that it was going to be... Bob Odenkirk? <laughs> We're not even... This is, that's a point. Andrew, Andrew? Until it's someone pays. It's, it, He's we, not we, it's already been adjudicated that it, if it's just like Patreon extra outtakes. Andrew, oh, this is on. going in the episode. This is right how the show set. starts. This is the first headline, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Odenkirk, I didn't say in news, uh, Bob Odenkirk, heart attack, and then everything was said. Seems like he's now. pretty much fine. It's all counts. Who's Bob Odenkirk? Two points. Good thing Gabby Gifford didn't have a heart attack. She would have just quit and died. She's the one who got shot? I don't know. I was aiming for the goat, whatever her name is. I call her the goat. Simone that Biles? That one, yeah. You said Gabby Gifford. Sure. <laughs> okay, yes. so you were trying to think of the name Simone Biles, mm-hmm. and in your head popped... <laughs> Gabby Gifford. Gabby Gifford. Wow. They both have vowels. A lot of interesting stuff going (laughs) on there. Both women of color. Nope. (laughs) I think it's Giffords. 
whatever. You didn't even name it's fine. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC, copyright 2021, all rights reserved.